Some of you have been looking forward to this, as I have been, and just been weighing on my heart for quite some time, the subject that certainly is much more extensive than I can do, and I certainly feel like I'll be inadequate at, at presenting this material today, but I've asked God to breathe on us, and help us, and give us wisdom and discernment. You know, I don't know where people are in this, this subject or their knowledge of this, but I think this is could be somewhat eye-opening to some in here and to others um, really helpful. We'll see how God works, but that's that's the whole purpose of uh, teaching this subject. Uh, I'm not trying to meddle. I'm certainly not against technology. Let me preface this. I'm not against technology. I have I didn't even bring my phone in with me, but um, I'm not against social media, not against social apps, but I think there has to be awareness of what's happening with these these devices and these tools and how Satan is using it to really drive self-worship and uh, promoting self over God. And it's really dangerous. And the, the consequences, yeah, there's, there's, there's dire consequences happening. We, I don't think we've, we've even come close to touching what's going to happen on this subject. And, and, and so... We've been touching on pride for quite some time now. I have another week uh, scheduled, Lord willing, for the subject, um, different than what I'm going to do today, but I've asked Pastor for a few extra minutes uh, to try to get to the conclusion, which is really important today. I have to skip slides, I will, to get there, but I want to get us started here. Uh, as we look at this verse, um, this is talking about the last days, and of course, God is describing the, the culture, the mindset of mankind. This isn't just about us in the U.S. We got This is about a world issue. And it says, men shall be lovers of their own selves. And if there was ever a time where men, that is mankind, promoting themselves and self-worship, it's today. Because we've never had access to information like we have today to talk about ourselves. I'll remind you of the statistic. When we're one-on-one -on -one without technology, we talk about ourselves about 30% of the time in a conversation. As soon as we get online, we talk about ourselves about 80 to 85% of the time. And we get, we get focused on ourselves more than we get focused on God or on uh, the things of God. And so if that doesn't describe our culture, I don't know what does, but lovers of their own selves. And it's accelerating at a speed that's uh, beyond belief. A lot of it has to do with the self-worship, it's about me, what can I promote myself to in the days using technology. So, let's move this forward, hopefully it will. And I got it on. Okay, let's try it one more time, let's see. It's not going forward, brother change the batteries. I'll go ahead and just tell you about the next slide. We don't always have to. All right. Okay. You can pop it up. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 tells us that Satan, lest Satan get an advantage over us, um, he says, we should not be ignorant, watch, of his devices. If he is deceiving mankind. It's always been his his, his main sphere of activity is deceiving, manipulating, 
and he uses devices at different times that are available. Today we have technology. It's a device. It's a way of means of, of getting us to focus on ourselves more than focus on God. I try to, try to give you a simple definition of pride is the absence of God or a diminishing focus on God with a greater focus on self. That's really what pride is in a nutshell. And the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Why? Because of the wiles of the devil, which is the tricks that he uses to deceive us and to get us into believing what we're using is useful when it's not. Uh, Satan is using social media in a way that is waging war against God. And I'm really talking about social media apps, but there are all kinds of apps, whether they're news apps or they're uh, apps to, to, you know, just talk about life and medical, whatever it may be. We, we're so consumed by this that it's it's really Satan using a waging a war against uh, God by getting us to focus on that and not God Himself. And so His weapon of choice, though, through the social media and the technology that today is self-worship and uh, the promotion of self. So don't be fooled by the prince of the power of the air. He, he is working in the air, and of course we know that everything we see through technology operates in the air, through airwaves and so forth. So we got to be really thinking about this. Brother, did we get it working? Amen. Thanks for your patience. Technology can be our friend. It also can be our enemy. Today, there we go. So self-worship, weapon of choice is self-worship. Prince of the power of the air. Now, we're going to talk to you a little bit about dopamine and the effect of dopamine. Dopamine is the same chemical released for addicts or for people that it's a feel-good reward system. So uh, we pick up the phone and we've got ourselves a little app that talks about ourselves and we realize that people are responding to what we put on there and they see we we, we get the app we, or we see ourselves we see somebody 150 likes I got about 30 people who want to follow me in addition to all the people that follow me now and by the way I got about 60 comments here telling me how great I am okay what happens is the the mind is releasing dopamine because that's a feel-good reward system. So when the phone's there and I pick it up, the dopamine's released because I'm looking for something about myself in a reward system. When I pick that phone up, it's a reward. When I put it down, all of a sudden that dopamine effect, the feel-good pleasure effect goes away. So what do I want to do? I want to reach again to see what they say next time I post a picture or next time somebody wants to talk about me. And so it's creating this, this a world of addiction. Dopamine is the same for gamblers, sex addicts, uh, or pornography, for alcohol and drugs. It's the same chemical release that people need to have. And so the phone is creating the same chemical effect as it is in, in the other areas. And yet, we all know that alcohol, for example, has an age limit, so is gambling. But yet, these phones are in the hands of 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, and they are addicted and don't even know it. 
And it's, it's because the dopamine effect is happening. It's stimulating them, and it's a feel-good. And, you know, a girl might 15 post a picture of herself, and everybody tells her how beautiful she is when half the picture that she posted is not real. It's edited. It's, it's, it's not who she really is. And you go, oh, man, look at that. What do I need to do next to get the next hit? And so it creates this, this uh, addiction um, just like any, any other addiction. And there are literally people that make a living building algorithms for all these social media apps that are to trigger dopamine. That's a fact. So they, they literally design the app itself to, to release dopamine in your mind and in your body, which is the feel-good pleasure drug. And you'll wonder why we can't get our hands off our phones every time we put them down. We got If they say if you pick up your phone every 10 minutes to look at the app you looked, you're an addict. That's what they tell you today. And that's because of the dopamine effect. It is a device being used by Satan to get us to focus on ourselves or to focus on something other than God. That's really ultimately the, the goal here from Satan. So, with that said, there's the, the kind of the loop there. You pick up your phone, dopamine increases, you feel happy. You put the phone down, dopamine decreases. Now what you got to do, you got to do it again and again and again like an addict. So this is an addiction expert. I'm going to go to the world for this. Listen, if the world is telling you something's wrong, really bad about this, how much more as Christians should we be paying attention? I mean, the world... These are people that, you know, they're not Christian, they don't have a Christian bias, but they're going to they're gonna warn us about how bad this thing is getting in, the re, in regards to pride. Because remember, if I'm focusing on self, there's going to be a dire consequence coming, ultimately. So addiction expert Dr. Anna Lemke said, smartphones are making us dopamine junkies with each swipe, like, and tweet, and it's feeding our habit. Her book, Dopamine Nation, how interesting is that? We're addicts. People are becoming addicts. Listen, there's 5 billion cell smartphone users in the world today. 5 billion people are on their phones. The average phone use today by, let's say, our generation, the older generation, is about two and a half to three hours a day. The younger generation, just the smartphone alone with social apps is four and a half hours a day. Their total screen time every day is nine to ten hours a day. The absence of God, diminishing focus on God with a focus on self. So, her dopamine nation refers to smartphones as the modern day hypodermic needle. We turn it on for quick hits, seeking attention. See, that's about ourselves. Validation, that's about ourselves, and distraction, so I don't have to think about God, is what it ultimately winds up being, with each swipe, like, and tweet. Since 2000, the introduction of smartphones, 2005 technically, and social apps, addictions have soared in America. It's becoming a major problem. Every spare second is an opportunity to be stimulated. Whether by entering the TikTok's vortex, which is a big subject today because of China, scrolling Instagram, swiping through Tinder, which is a dating app, you swipe right if you like someone, you swipe left if you don't. And no, I've never used it. This is, I know that from watching 
other documentaries. And then Facebook, porn, which the top three sites a year ago in the world were porn. Top three of ten out of the ten top websites in all was and porn was three of them. Gambling and whoa. When I saw that e-shopping, I figured I'm gonna lose somebody in my audience by that time. E-shopping. Why is it? Because they know how to manipulate you. I was behind the scenes in the business world. I knew exactly what was going on. They're studying you from every angle. I mean, there's so much information about you. You don't even know it, but they know your next move, how you're going to think, how you're going to buy, how you're going to think. They know how to manipulate you. I was there watching it, how they were building these algorithms and these apps, whether they're in business or they're social media. And, and e-shopping is no different. When it gets you, it puts it hooks in you, and it's able to pull out, oh, I didn't know I needed that. Well, you do now. You know why? Because of this. So I thought about this part, this part about every spare second is an opportunity to be stimulated. Pastor and I have been talking about this a little bit. It's getting harder to get people to want to come to church. I mean, it's always been a challenge, but it's been harder than any other generation, especially young adults. We used to run 200-plus here in bus ministry, if you remember. And this was, you know, 20 years ago. Today, you know, we're still running. Praise the Lord. We're running 40, 50. But it's getting harder and harder to attract young people, adolescents. Why? Because they're so stimulated by what they have in their hand, because it's all about them, that when they come to church, they're bored out of their minds. There's nothing stimulating them. This is why God's people need the power of God to waken them and through the power of prayer and through the Holy Spirit to awaken them and realize that that's not what life is going to be very hard for them if they think that's what they need all the time is to be stimulated. It's unfortunate, but it's a, it's a fact. With that in mind, in the last days, that same context we read were lovers of their own selves. Look what it says. Lovers of what? There's your dopamine effect. Lovers of pleasure more than what? Lovers of God. That's rooted in pride. Absence of God, a diminishing focus on God with a focus on self. We love pleasure, and there's something about social media apps that's driving pleasure like it's never driven pleasure before. And it's, it's, it's frightening. And, uh, it's, but it's also, it should be an awakening for God's people because whenever we get into self-worship and all about ourselves through technology, we're going to find ourselves less interested in God. And the stimulation will come through this versus God. So, has the smartphone and the social media apps become the new idol for man? This is a whole other subject other than, apart from pride. But I really believe that we've got a new idol in our life we're not even confessing and admitting to. We, we, we live, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's been times where I've left my cell phone and I walk away 50 feet, and right away I realize my cell phone's gone. Like, it's part of me now. Now, coming from the business world, it has to be a part of you. Your phone's going off all day, emails and text, and the phone's ringing, and you're trying to keep up with news. And, but, but, but how much of that phone is taking us away from God and time with God? And so the new idol has introduced us the form of self-worship like nothing else in the history of man. And it'd be... It, it, I believe it's more of a problem for the younger generation who grew up with a phone in their hand versus us who have incorporated and learned how to mature, deal with it and control it and moderate it. Not everybody, 
But for the most part, it's the younger generation coming up that really struggles with self-worship and all about themselves. I mean, that's just human nature. And it's nothing more, we know that self-worship is nothing more than man's heart being lifted up as if he's all-important and not God. So God is either absent or diminished. And here the Bible says in Romans 1, verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God said what? I gave them over. Now, prior to that, God gave them up. God gave them up. And here we read, finally, God gives them over. Boy, that's a dangerous statement right there. Because when he gives you over, he gave you over. As if there's no coming back. This is a nation that's moving in this direction. They don't want to retain God in their knowledge, so they use this phone to think about themselves and think about what's best for them all the time. So, here's these are powerful influencers in the world today. Famous people, I don't have their names. I have, I have their references, but I don't have here up for you to see their actual names. But these are powerful influencers in the world of social media. What are they saying? I want to know, what, are they promoting it as if it's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Or are they telling a, a different story now they've had, a few, they've had some time to look back and say, what's happening? And this is what they say. Social media is an advertisement for the superficial, extroverted self. Now you're going to notice a thread here. The word self or the word about me. So much of social media can be seen as the news of me. It's not such a platform for something and sharing as it is a platform for advertising the idea of yourself that you want to portray to others. Like Facebook and, and uh, Instagram and Snapchat, chat, uh, they all are about what are you propose, pro what are you telling the world about yourself? People want to tell everything. They, I can't go to dinner with a young adult who doesn't want to take a picture of the food. I can't touch it till they take a picture of the food. Like why? Because I want everybody to see what I'm eating today. No one cares, but yet everybody does care. Somehow they. You, you post a picture, I've seen my kids do it. I'm not trying to be cruel here. They'll post a picture, they'll get 200, 300 likes of that dinner. Like, don't you have something better to do than look at someone else's dinner and, and like it? And then, by the way, they comment, man, that looks like a good steak, right? Who cares? Why? Because we're so focused on ourselves. Boom. We're part portraying ourselves to others the way we want it to be portrayed. This is fraud. This is lying to the world. If I post a picture of myself in, this, in my normal state, that's boring. But if I post a picture that makes me look like I'm doing, I'm special and I, I'm at my height and or uh, you know peak of, of beauty and uh, strength and proud, yeah. I mean, I'm top of the mountain. I want everybody to see where I'm at and what I'm doing. Click, 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 click. Then I go back and I do some image editing. I make sure I smooth off my little cheeks and my wrinkles come out. And by the way, I'm waiting for all the comments to come in to talk about, man, if I could only have what you have. That's what's happening. I know I'm putting in a summary in almost ridiculous form. This is absolutely what's happening. I, I mean, I get through people's comments sometimes. I'll look and I'll say, especially these young girls like my niece, and you know, she'll post a picture she shouldn't have posted about herself half-dressed, and then, man, they just come ripping, you're so gorgeous, girl. 
Oh, you're the most beautiful girl. Look at that shape. Oh, my. I'm thinking to myself, wait till she has babies and she gets older. What is she going to do now with the mindset that she's been told all her life how beautiful she is and how great she's manipulating the world who's looking at her to tell her this is what I am. But then she goes home and says, that's not who I am. And when they do that, something happens. And that's what I'm going to show you today, what's happening with the reality that we're committing fraud and portraying ourselves as something that we're not just to gain attention. Social media has taken over America to such an extreme that to get to my own kids to look back a week in history is a miracle, let alone 100 years. Steven Spielberg said that. <clears throat> What's interesting is it, it's such an extreme is what he's saying. That, I thought that was key. You know, Steven has a little bit of wisdom. And he says it's such an extreme they don't even go back. Why? Because they're the generation of instant gratification. What's in it for me? Well, that, that's boring stuff. That doesn't have anything to do with me, and that's past. It's about what happens now, now, now. You know what's dangerous about that? If we don't look at the past and learn from the past, we're bound to repeat the past. And that's exactly what's happening. Here's another. People are scared to have a strong opinion because with social media, almost everyone lives the life of a celebrity. These are powerful influencers in the world that have millions and millions of 30, 40 million followers. And they're telling you almost everyone, everyone, lives a life of a celebrity that's fraudulent. I talked to my nephew who you met last week, the tall six, eight foot guy. He does, he hasn't, he's not on social media anymore. I asked him why. He said, Todd, I got so sick and tired of all these people posting stuff about the things they're doing when I knew who they were. Like they tell you they're on a, some ski trip in Colorado and make it look like that's the lifestyle they're living. He said, I knew. They don't have a penny to their name. You know, they struggle with this. And he said, I just couldn't take it anymore. I'm just a guy trying to work, get, make a living, and I'm trying to live a real life, and they're trying to live this life of a celebrity. This is pride. This is all rooted in pride. Self, 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 me, me, me. Everybody wants to be a celebrity, which is why we have this phenomenon of social media, where nobody wants to be private, again, they post everything today. We all want to be seen. Hmm. So what is the thread here? We all know it by now. Self, it's all about me, and self is what is pride all about. It's all about me and not God. And, uh, you know, the whole purpose of, of the life of a Christian and Christians, by the way, are just as guilty of this and just the world doing this. Christians are doing this. Of course, they'll, they'll put a quote out there of Scripture, and I get that, and that's beautiful. I love that. But really, this is about conforming ourselves to the image of Christ because it's about Him and not us. You know, I, I don't want people to know all about my life, and uh, I don't think you want to know about my life. i got enough problems as it is. I don't need about to know about how great your life is going. Because you're only going to post what's good. Very few people get online and say, man, I am depressed today. I have, I have horrible addictions. I got all these problems. They don't tell that. Well, if people got honest, that's probably what you'd start to see. All right, moving on. The destructive nature of pride. This was, this was hot off the press uh, two weeks ago. It said, represent Mike Gallagher, a Republican from Wisconsin, compared TikTok, watch this, to digital 
fentanyl. Now, this is why the Senate is saying, man, we got a problem. And he said uh, that, that, that TikTok's being removed from all federal apps. And they've been trying. Trump got rid of it. And, they, and the Biden administration bought it back. Now they're taking it away again. Make up their minds. What do they know that we don't know? What are they not telling us? And he says that thinks the, the ban on the app should be expanded nationally. Interesting enough, I had some friends, work friends, I saw about six months ago, it just got into TikTok, and they told me, you got to get on with, you got, you're missing out. I'm like, I have no interest in TikTok. So they said, man, that is unbelievable what you can get. They said, I could spend an entire three or four hours every evening on TikTok alone, getting just laughing, having a good time, finding out what's going on in the world. Absence of God and a diminishing focus on God. That's what that's doing. So I can focus on my pleasure, what's good for me of what's good for God. It's, this is what he said. It's highly addictive. There's your dopamine, a device, chemical, whatever God, Satan is using against us. And it's destructive. We're seeing troubling data, here it comes, about the corrosive impact of constant social media use, particularly on young men and women here in America. We need to wake up and realize five, ten years from now, we're going to look back and say, what did we do? Social Dilemma on Netflix, I believe it is, is a documentary. In the end, these are the people that invented the like button, the follower button. They, they were part of this entire birthing of the social media world. All of them now are not out of the business into a private, nonprofit to try to warn people. Every one of them. In the end, they asked them, would you let your children on these social media apps, one by one, all these, the, like the creator of the like button, they said, absolutely not. One said, it, I'd, I'd keep it in serious moderation. But yet, parents, this has become, is this, a, this is the babysitter of life now. At eight years old, they're creating addicts who are growing up to think about nothing more than themselves. And then when you come to and say, it's all about Christ. They're like, I don't even want to hear that. What do you mean it's not about me? That's why we're going to have to create churches that are all about you and entertain you and give you all this stimulation because you can't find them otherwise. They don't want to come. It's addictive and destructive. These are words from the world, not me, not, not a Christian bias. Just a reminder, pride, so if this is about rooted in pride, then comes destruction, right? We should see a pattern of destruction happening, and we are. It's a haughty spirit before the fall, and guess what? Wide is that gate, and broad is the way that leads there. So we're going to see a massive road of, of serious issues coming as a result of the consequences of focusing on ourselves. You want to ruin a life? Focus on yourself. You want to live life? Focus on Christ. It's really, it's just so simple, but it's not. Okay, I want you to watch this video with me. Listen carefully, brother, if you can get that sound up. This is a, a doctor from a documentary that talks a little bit, two minutes, about it. It's actually quite sad. There has been a gigantic increase in depression and anxiety for American teenagers, which began right around between 2011 and 2013. 
the number of teenage girls out of 100,000 in this country who are admitted to a hospital every year because they cut themselves or otherwise harm themselves. That number was pretty stable until around 2010, 2011, and then it begins going way up. It's up 62% for older teen girls. It's up 189% for the preteen girls. That's nearly triple. Even more horrifying, we see the same pattern with suicide. The older teen girls, 15 to 19 years old, they're up 70% compared to the first decade of the century. The preteen girls, who have very low rates to begin with, they are up 151%. And that pattern points to social media. Gen Z, the kids born after 1996 or so, those kids are the first generation in history that got on social media in middle school. How do they spend their time? They come home from school and they're on their devices. A whole generation is more anxious, more fragile, more depressed, they're much less comfortable taking risks. The rates at which they get driver's licenses have been dropping. The number who have ever gone out on a date or had any kind of romantic interaction is dropping rapidly. This is a real change in a generation. And remember, for every one of these, for every hospital admission, there's a family that is traumatized and horrified. My God, what is happening to our kids? Um, so this, this video here of that girl, um, the reason why you see her doing this and taking care of herself because she posted stuff about herself and then it came back where you have big ears. I know that seems very like trivial to us as adults, but to her all of a sudden it became an image thing because it's focused on herself and it devastated her to a point where she was in depression. Now you think this is, this is just some video. My daughter's good friend, Claire, in Seattle, Washington, hung herself at age 14 because of that very same thing. And my daughter reaches out to that family every year. I remember ministering to that family. When the, her daughter hung herself in the backyard on a tree. And social media played a major role, and it became a major issue in the school after that about bullying. But when they post selves and all they focus is on themselves, it can turn against them. When someone says, well, you got ugly, you're ugly, or you're not, a good, you're not good at music, and that's, this, that's what this video doesn't describe, but you see some of the stats that they're coming out with. The destructive, it's sad in a way, but it's also the reality we're living. This is only the beginning, I believe, and this is some of the stats I want you to see of what's happening with the destructive nature of pride. It's in taking place, as he said, the social media, not just the smartphone. Smartphone's 05, social media, it's 11, 10 and 11. That's when all the curves and all the graphs and all of health, you know, with health, mental health and suicide and depression and anxiety has gone through the roof. Coincidence? Absolutely not. 
in 2005 through 17, there's not, I can only imagine when they come out with the data from 17 to 22, 23. That's still being developed. It's much worse today, folks, much worse than what I'm about to give you. But here, 52% of adolescents report major depression. 52%. And the age groups of 18 to 25 report major depression. 65%. This is the height of their life. This is when you're in your prime. This is when the best you should be out, just full of energy in life. They were depressed. What's happening? Since that time, psychology distress, psychological distress grew 71%. And, and with it, by the way, did pharmaceutical drugs. I didn't bring it, this into the picture, but Prozac and um, uh, some of the ADD medicines, by the way, which, by the way, ADD, 42 million prescriptions were filled last year in America alone. And it, it started at 29 million five years ago. How do we go from 29 to 42? Because we're so overstimulated, we need more stimulant, ADD medicine, to get us there. And it's creating all kinds of suicidal thoughts growth, 47%. Eighth through 12th grade, in the studies that I've seen, high levels of depression symptoms grew 55%. I mean, folks, I'm sorry, I can't read it, 33%. It's just crazy stuff. Suicidal rates among girls combined. You heard that. The, in that age, the younger age group, suicidal, that 10 through 14, like Claire in Seattle, suicide, 100, 185%. This is the generation he is talking about. It's called Gen Z from 97 to 2012. This would be my daughter's generation, Lauren, who's 26. So on the cusp of that, she'll tell you she's confirmed all. I've, hey, is this... Is this just hype, or is this real? So, Dad, it's as real as anything I've ever seen with friends. 40% of that group struggle with a mental health condition. You hear this every day now, by the way, mental health, mental health, mental health. I mean, at work, that's all we talked about, mental health. If you don't fix the root, man, you're never going to fix it. The root is Christ, and getting rid of self in place of Christ. 90% struggle specifically of that group with anxiety. And because of that, 57% of that group takes anti-anxiety medicine. Can you imagine being, you know, in that age group and you've got to live on medicine just to calm your nerves every day and you don't know why? It affects everything around you, all your people, the work, everything is affected when you start doing this. We haven't seen the full wave of this yet. This is just the beginning. This is the only first generation with a phone in their hand, as he said. But what's going to happen to the next generation and beyond? 39% attend therapy of that group for mental health issues. It is said that between the eight, the nine, this group, Gen Z, that 25% of all Gen Zers are seeing a therapist. That's why on TV, you, you see them signing up. You can you know, go talk to your therapist online. Online's driving a lot of this. And that's only going to fix the body. It's not going to fix the soul and the spirit. And they're missing out, and it's becoming a very destructive habit. And that's why you're seeing all the anxiety, the mental health, the depression. 
I'm getting depressed talking about it. So you say, well, I'm not, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not involved in that stuff. You have grandchildren. Some of you have great-grandchildren. Some of you have children. And you're seeing it unfold before your very eyes. We need to be aware of Satan getting an advantage over us with his devices. And if we're not, we are going to be destroyed internally and externally by God's hand. He's not going to let us worship ourselves and get away with it. He's just not. And there's consequences. It's a natural law God put into place. For if we're going to be full of pride, then get ready. Here comes the destruction. So for our children, our grandchildren, I mean, I'm begging, you know, I look at my little 15-year-old grandson and I just weep. I was like, man, how is he going to escape this world he's about to enter into? Well, it's going to come down to mom and dad and the grandparents having influence and control. And that's, I'm not trying to meddle here. I'm just trying to, this, by the way, is some of the, I pulled articles all over the place, but that, that's a summary of some of this uh, information I just gave you. So with that, I'll close on this because I think this is the really positive part about it. But God's principle to a victorious Christian life is not, it's the opposite of self. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to talk about me I don't mind sharing a picture with someone or friends uh, for the purpose of letting them know what's going on in my life. Or but when I do that, I can't be thinking, how does this promote me? That's the difference. And so it's about the opposite of self and a focus on Jesus Christ. It's a crucified life. This is what our whole life is about. It's about being crucified. You know, you're never going to serve. You're never going to want to really get serious with God until you live a crucified life. Because life, our life is all about the struggle between God and self. We're being pulled and, you know, God's pulling us this way because he knows what happens when we go this way and self. And now we have all these tools and digital fentanyl to help us over here and destroy us from being where God wants us to be. And this crucified life is, I, Paul said it, I die daily. He just got up every day and said, I'm dead to myself. If it's not God, then it's nothing. Boy, that becomes more real the older you get, by the way. If you're one foot out in life and you know it's getting close, you're going to be, man, I wish I had lived more of a crucified life. The younger generation is not thinking. They're, they're mortal as far as they're concerned in their minds but they're killing themselves, literally killing themselves. How'd you like to go around life depressed all the time? You know, as we knock on doors, I see it's messy up there, folks. It's messy. We all see it. And I, I just burden. I see these people and they come to the door and it just, wow, it's like I, I got the answer for you. You don't have to be in all this pain and suffering and anxiety and, and depression. Like, look, it, you can escape this world, but, but you won't. Because our nature is to self-destruct. But this is how we as believers live. Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead. It's not about me. It's about God. And don't let anything take you away from that. If that phone starts taking you away, 
it's time to put the phone away, just like we would any other sin. For I am crucified with Christ. Let's, let's leave with that, because that's a positive note, to be honest with you. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this um, hard study. I know it's not news that we tend to want to hear on a Sunday morning, but it's news we, and stuff we need to hear. Lord, to help us, Lord, just to realize what's going on in our country, what's going on in our own lives, how we're being manipulated and uh, used through technology today, though it has a purpose and can be positive, we know it also has a very destructive nature when we focus on ourselves. And God help us, Lord, not only to be careful of this and to live the life of being crucified with Christ, but Lord, help us to minister to those in our family our younger adults, Lord, help us to have a compassionate uh, uh, attitude toward folks who are struggling with this to just let them know how they can be delivered and have freedom to serve Christ and what that really means in life. And I pray you'll, you'll, you'll grant us this, help us in this area. May you be, may you be worshipped, fully worshipped today as we gather in the main church service, uh, Lord, pray you just meet every need according to your will, according to your power. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.